Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. We've got Usfiso on the line. Hey, Usfiso. Hello, Ndombi. How are you? I am dark and lovely. Welcome to the family. Welcome to Better Together. It's so good to have you. It's fantastic to be here. Thank you very much. I am so excited to be picking your brain, especially about the mini-budget speech that was delivered by Finance Minister, uh, Mr. Enoch Godongwana. What would it look like for a budget to be pro-poor or versus pro-market? And what exactly did the mini-budget lean towards? What's your take around the, the budget that was delivered last week? No, lovely. I mean, so... You know, from a pro-market point of view, the market often, and, and I mean, I think the, the ratings agencies usually give us a guidance around what the market expects, right? And so they will tell us when they're giving our ratings report around the fact that we need to drive financial reform. And so a lot of that they need to lean in on some of the things that are crippling that reform. Some of the things that came out was, of course, you know, the bloated wage bill. Mm. Um, uh, you're looking at, uh, you know, inflation levels in the country and you're saying, are those uh, are rising price levels going to drive um, wage negotiations higher? And does that create a risk for government in rationalizing their wage bill? Yeah. Those are some of the things that, that are, um, you know, looking at the market context. They're also saying, you know, the market context is saying, um, w- how, what's the cost of borrowing for you right now, right? Is the, are investors charging you more money now than they used to charge you? Because when they do that, it means that your, your, your borrowing capacity is not as good, your credit profile is not as good. And we saw coming out of the budget announced by the minister that now our borrowing costs have increased, mm. that for every one rand of revenue we collect, we are paying 24 cents, 24.4 cents in terms of paying interest on the sure. debt that we borrowed. And if we hadn't uh, had uh, higher than expected commodity prices that uh, increased our revenue collection from tax in the mining sector, that number would be 26 cents for every rand of revenue collected. And Mm. so simply telling us that investors are saying, the market is saying that you guys are not creditworthy and we're going to increase the interest we're charging you. And so that's the market view. When you're looking then at a pro-poor view is that is this budget really starting to answer questions around helping poverty alleviation, mm-hmm. helping employment creation, um, and, and, and creating an, an opportunity set for young people to participate, for small businesses to participate. And I think when you look at the budget, um, it was certainly a little bit more market than it was pro-poor. We didn't hear too much around uh, capacity building for SMEs. We didn't yeah. hear too much around the employment programs. And these are all, and, and, and of course, we heard that the current uh, COVID relief uh, grant uh, is coming to an end in March, but we haven't heard anything whether or not they're looking at models to extend it. So it certainly, I think, was more around um, you know, giving a little bit of comfort to the market. But I don't think the market will take too much comfort, particularly on the wage issue as well, because we saw that the minister tended to skirt around that and pretty much alluding to the fact that they've pretty much lost the battle there. Mm. So my next question is, we expect the Reserve Bank monetary policy team to meet soon. What should we look forward to there now? Sure, this is certainly going to be a very colourful statement from you know from the Reserve Bank government. We've seen the last few months that there hasn't been much movement happening there, 
And we, we, we think that there might be movement happening this time around, but certainly not going to be great news. Mm. Um, and, 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 and I'll just walk you very quickly in terms of how we get there. So usually when you listen to the Reserve, Reserve Bank government talking, um, and particularly, it usually takes about 12 minutes to deliver the speech. Yeah. They usually talk about economic growth. And they usually talk about um, what they say is the implied price part, which is talking, talks about where do they think inflation is going to go over time. Um, and, 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 and they often go back to their mandate that their mandate is price stability. And so ensuring that price levels in South Africa don't blow up um, in the context of the sustainable economic growth. What we are seeing now, of course, is that inflation is being pushed up a hell of a lot. And, and I think that's going to go into the last bit of the conversation we're going to have today, which is oil prices. Mm. So oil prices, uh, the, the Reserve Bank did a bit of a study of around how much do oil prices contribute to inflation levels in South Africa. And they contribute up to about 25% of what we see as rising prices in South Africa. And so when you look at oil prices, now we're almost paying, in terms of petrol, up close to 20 rand per yeah. liter. And that's translating into, of course, cost of fuel, cost of transporting goods. In South Africa, 84% of the goods that are transported are transported on roads. And so you know you can expect in that how those prices get uh, passed through to the consumer. Um, the lowest, uh, you know, earning households in South Africa sometimes spend up to 30% of their money on transport. Mm. And so this is exactly the thing that then really just creates an inflationary impact. And, and, and you see then the price levels rise as we see in them already. And I think on the back of that, the Reserve Bank government is probably going to increase interest rates. And so for people who are borrowing right now, that will mean that we'll need to start paying a little bit more towards interest payments um, after the, the, the meeting that the Reserve Bank is going to have. Yeah. In closing, Faisal, what's your global story of the week? Because we all know, uh, you know, when the United States sneezes, the rest of us catches the cold. So uh, what, what, what's your global story of the week? And is it related to the U.S. by any chance? Yes, yeah, so everyone's everyone's been sneezing. So in this instance, <laughs> it's both uh, the the Arabs that are sneezing and they and and, and uh, the US is sneezing, and everyone's catching a bit of a cold. Yeah. So so uh, the organization of countries that all producing countries is called OPEC. Mm. Um, they pretty much uh, control most of the oil supply in the world, and then the next biggest is, is really the U.S. And, and so simply when they reduce the amount of oil available, and then it, it results in, of course, higher demand and the higher prices of oil. And so uh, the U.S. Uh, came out and said, no, we've got more inventory. And the OPEC said, no, we're going to reduce our inventory. And mm. so what you saw is that a little <laughs> bit of a drop in oil prices shortly over a couple of days, and now it's gone back up to about $83 per barrel. That's as high as it's been in the last two years, I think sure. since October uh, 2018. Yeah. What that means is that, of course, then the pressure that we're feeling internally as, as citizens of our country, uh, because of the uh, geopolitical uh, sneezes that are happening between these you know, oil-producing countries and the U.S., is really then creating a pressure point from an oil price point of view. And as a result, we're seeing them again start to look elevated. 
And I think that's going to be a big point of interest as well for the Reserve Bank in how they're thinking about the, 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 the interest rate. So uh, certainly our global story for the week is a lot of the Arabs are sneezing, the U.S. people are sneezing, COVID <laughs> is circulating amongst all of us, and now we're catching the brunt of it as emerging countries oh in terms goodness. of having to buy uh, oil for higher prices. Oh my goodness. So I thoroughly enjoyed this. And for, for our listeners that want to interact with you or engage with you a bit more on some of the stories that you touch today where can they follow you and where can they interact with you yeah so i i, I am on linkedin and they can just find sufiso kenjana um and and i contribute weekly for uh fin 24 and news 24 and so if you just go on, on news 24 and and they search i uh for the the content that i put out there actually one of the the articles that's coming out uh, in the next day or two uh, I was saying that there are drum beats in society mm. that 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 are loud, and we can't afford to miss a beat. And simply, did the budget respond to these drum beats in society? And how do we ensure that we have a, a budgetary approach and a policy approach that really responds to societal drum beats? So it should be a nice read. Uh, it, it should be coming out in the next day or two on Fin24. So. Uh, look out for it and, and happy to engage further. I can't wait to uh, read that. Thank you so much, Sviso. Have a great day. We'll catch up with you again next week. Thank you, Jenny. Fantastic. Radio 2000 Podcast.